Hey everyone, welcome back to the Create Initiative Podcast, the show that brings you insights and techniques from people in the creative world. We serve to help fellow creatives connect, learn, and grow. Well, I am Jason Evans, and with me is Kyler Clapp. How's it going, Kyler? What's up? It's going great. It is a Monday morning. This doesn't happen all the time, but we're actually recording on the day of its release. Oh, man. Oh, man. (laughs) Man. Oh, man. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Kyler, once again, Kyle has left us in the lurch. Um, Got all kinds of things going on. You know, we we announced last time he wasn't here because of family duties. Well, what we didn't mention is Kyle and his wife actually had a healthy baby girl. Yeah. So congratulations, Kyle. Little little Hazel Dean, I think is her name. I thought it was Naomi. Is it Naomi? Okay, that's probably, yeah. I could be wrong. No, you're you're probably right. (laughs) But uh, we do want to congratulate Kyle and Libby uh, on this new child. And uh, he he texted me this week, said his house is full of pee and poop. So I'm sure. What is this number? This is number four. God bless them. Yep. So uh, Kyle will be back with us sooner or later. I think he just has to figure out how to deal with a household of children. The army of small children. <laughs> That's right. Oh, well, Kyler, last night was was the Oscars. Did you enjoy it? <laughs> no. <laughs> I didn't watch it. You didn't watch it. Why not? I had family family obligations. It was my grandparents' 50th anniversary. Wow. Well, so. that's, that's pretty cool. Congratulations to them. Yeah. Would you have watched it even if you were sitting at home with nothing to do? Oh, yeah, I would have. You would have? Definitely would have. Mostly for the, the red carpet looks. That's what I watched. Oh, for. you would have done like the pre-show. Yeah. Well, that was on when I wasn't busy, but eh. Eh. Yeah. Just not interested. Yeah, not really. Well, I asked just because I'm 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 concerned. Concerns probably not the right word, but I'm curious as to if people that are around your age, like if there's even an interest in these kind of award shows anymore. Well, I don't. I don't hear people like in conversations with friends. I don't hear them saying like, "Oh, I watched the Oscars last night." Yeah, we just go on Twitter and we catch all the highlights. So instead of wasting. Not wasting. Instead of spending two hours watching, or three, three hours? Oh, man. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I'm glad I checked Twitter. No. So, yeah, instead of wasting three hours, we just go on Twitter and people are posting about it. So, we you get, just keep up with it that way? Oh, yeah. Literally everything. Super Bowl. Uh, what was the other one? Uh, Golden Globes. Uh, yeah. The Grammys. Literally all of it. Yeah. Well, uh, I didn't watch it all. Most of mine it had more to do with just the fact that I'm an old man and I was ready to go to bed. Yeah. Uh, I did see Brad Pitt win his supporting actor oh, Oscar. And uh, yeah, he has some really good speech writers. He does. Really? He does it. Yeah. I mean, he's he's been tearing it up this award season with his speeches. I haven't seen any of them. Yeah. Uh, you should go check him out. And uh, the big news was Parasite was best picture. Did you see I it? Saw, so I watched a YouTube video talking about how they thought Parasite was going to be you know, the winner. Mm-hmm. And I, I found, what is it? Not the, mm, like the summary of the movie. Cause I was intrigued. Cause yeah, it's not, yeah. it's, it's all in subtitles. Yep, apparently. It's South Korean. Yeah. that's really cool. Yeah. And the whole concept of like the social hierarchy, like that was really cool. Yeah. First ever foreign language film to actually take home that top prize at the Oscars. So that was really cool. Uh, that was probably the biggest surprise. A lot of people thought 1917 would, would take that category, but 
Yeah. I thought so too, because the whole one shot thing, that's yeah. a trip. I don't yeah. know. And that's Roger Deakins did win his second Oscar uh, for cinematography. And uh, it, 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 he deserved to win. He deserves to win every movie he ever does though. Oh. Like he's, he's just a, an amazing cinematographer. But uh, other than that, I don't think a lot of surprises. Joaquin won for actor, Ju- uh, not Judy Garland, <laughs> Renee Zellweger, <laughs> Zellweger won for portraying Judy Garland. Um, but yeah, I, I guess it was fun. I didn't watch it all either. Just saw what I wanted to and yeah. went to bed. I so. heard, did you watch Billie Eilish perform? I, I did not. Um, I just don't really care. I don't, I don't know why they had her on there. Like she's good, but I don't know what her, why she's relevant to the Oscars. I'm not sure either. And again, like I said, I didn't, didn't actually view that part. So I'll go back and watch it. I have guess. to go back and watch it. Watch the YouTube cliff notes version yeah some what's like <laughs> e-news the oscars 2020 yeah hey you should that's your voice oh right my there gosh wow <laughs> hire me please well uh we were talking off air kyler kind of switching gears moving more into the christian world uh as it were you also went to winter jam this yes, weekend how was that it was great you said you were surprised. I was surprised. I went in with very low expectations because I haven't been the past two years. Just because really, I think their their group, they aim towards is youth groups. And so to be around that much high school and middle school energy was kind of a, a whirlwind. But yeah. it was good. The bands were good. Um, a couple, I was like, you know, they're just, they're getting old. <laughs> I was like, they're doing their best. New song? New song, those guys, they dance. Oh, yeah? I mean, they're, they're some old guys, but they dance. I was shocked. Wow. Wow. Good music. Yeah, Crowder was good. He surprised me. He really amped it up. He, like, put some trap beats behind his... Okay, so that's what you mean by surprise Oh, yeah, you? and the whole, the whole like, uh, production. They had a big LED screen in the back and all the colors, and I was second row, so I was right behind the bass. I was nervous about my hearing. <laughs> but it, you came out on the other side okay uh, you know i'm i'm still still concerned still recovering it's like a little ring yeah you know, a i hear muffle. some things <laughs> well i did see you post a, a couple uh instagram stories mm-hmm. with your experience with andy minio oh he's so great was that good that's like there was one video where he like pointed, he pointed right at you at me he pointed at me and i was telling this to my family and they were like um sorry to break it to you but i think he, they pointed at your brother he pointed at your brother oh were you standing right yeah next so to it was my brother me my sister and then like the rest of our church group and so there's a big debate on whether he actually pointed at me you could probably go but watch it somewhere and he well, points at me because I was rapping the lyrics I was like I got you boy I know the lyrics <laughs> did you add that to your highlights so, so that people can go and find it yeah yeah I will yeah My, so, I, and then and then they'll let you know if he was pointing at you or and your it's brother. me I'll do a poll okay yeah do a poll I'll do a poll who was who was he voting for or who was he pointing at it was me and, and you vote um well very cool I'm glad you enjoyed it you were also saying that uh it was a friend of yours got to meet a celebrity yeah one of the girls in the group she got they're doing this thing where you can take a picture of the scan code and they randomly select a person to go meet with one of the artists and this artist happened to be one of the star actors in the upcoming film a week away which i guess is a christian musical okay (laughs) i don't i'm at a loss of words a week away yeah and it's basically the concept from what i can from what I can understand is a mu- it's a musical about church camp 
and we were trying to piece together information and somebody was saying like they filmed in Oklahoma um, and that like the premieres in Oklahoma. I don't I don't know. But yeah, the main guy, the main actor, his name is Kevin Quinn and he was on a Disney Channel show called Bunked. And so we were all freaking out because we used to watch that show. But yeah, because I guess he's a Disney star or something. Okay, okay. so the synopsis on IMDb is Nowhere Left to Go, Will Hawkins finds himself at camp for the first time. Yeah. His instinct is to run, but he finds a friend, a father figure, and even a girl who awakens his heart. <laughs> oh, most of all, he finally finds a home. This is expected in 2020. So you got to meet one of the actors from this movie or your friend did well one of the girls from my youth group yeah she did so was that uh was that life-changing for oh her? and my cousin did too yeah he was yeah my cousin got to take a picture with him i guess i don't they didn't really talk about it they just had pictures um interesting i mean yeah well uh, we have to look forward to this that line that's kind of nerve-wracking awakens his heart I, i'm not yeah. sure what to make of that one of the scenes like in the preview they're like you know having the dramatic like boy girl confrontation what argument whatever and she says something and he was like do you expect me to believe in this god guy and she's like well yeah <laughs> i'm like uh q <laughs> q what's the what's the song the i'm diving in <laughs> yeah you said that so there was a music cue of stephen curtis chapman huh yeah so the all the musical numbers are just throwbacks christian throwbacks like the other one is a uh, uh this is the great adventure by uh stephen curtis chapman oh that's also him yeah. oh maybe the whole so soundtrack he, is just stephen curtis chapman so he is banking off this movie you know uh, what's yeah. as a as a cynical uh person who lives in the production world i can only imagine that uh they used all that music because that's what they could afford to uh to license um <laughs> but hey yeah. maybe they just like scc sounds right yeah well i'm lo- i'm looking forward to this you know I- i'm not one for uh the christian-based or faith-based movies nope, but um either. i mean nowhere left to go will hawkins finds himself at camp for the first time at camp <laughs> dun, dun, dun. look at that picture though there's a picture and they're both the boy and the girl are facing away in this forest this om- what's with the fog oh they're singing just kidding oh uh, yeah it does look like they're singing okay wow can't wait so sometimes time in 2020 uh look look out for a week away what you know we we really need to hit up our guest uh kyler but real fast faith-based movies you in you out i'm not in not in at all what's your reasoning my reasoning is a lack of good acting poor scripts or how what would that be what's the word for that poor screenplays yeah that's that's the right word yeah poor screenplays um Oh, oh, and the whole plot. The plots, the plots are not. I think Prayer, oh, what was the one? One really got me. War, War Room, is that the one? Yeah. With Priscilla Shire. She's a pretty good actress, so that's about the only one that I'm like, all right. Well, that's always good to hear. Um, I love movies about faith, but movies that uh, are faith-based I have problems with this Jeremy Camp one coming out. I've yeah. seen that one. Uh, I still believe. I'm not here for it. <laughs> I have many a thought about that. Well, we can talk about those thoughts at a much later date. Maybe we'll do a whole podcast geared towards faith-based movies once. <laughs> They're when, not when, ready. When a week away comes out, we'll do a special. Yes. <laughs> special recording. I mean, I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> we can do a live live podcast with me, you, and Kyle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what is? <laughs> Oh, that'll be fun. Kyle, I'm speaking for you. You're in. You don't have a choice. 
Well, hey, Kyler, we need to get to our guest. It, uh, it, it, it's been fun. It's a great Monday, but um, we had an awesome conversation with Mike Watson. And uh, Mike is the communications pastor at Woodlake Church in Tulsa. And uh, in today's episode, we, we kind of talk about what led Mike from a uh, degree in electrical engineering to the world of church communications. And so it is a fun conversation, and Mike has a lot of great ideas and input on how the church can can communicate better to uh, their people and then to the outside world. So here is Mike Watson. Well, Mike, thank you so much for taking time to uh, be a part of the podcast. We, yeah. we really appreciate it. Um, just to get things started, why don't you tell people a little bit about who you are and what you do? Sure. Yeah. So I grew up in church. Um, I actually grew up Baptist. And so a good, strong foundational background going there. When I was about 12, um, my family went to an Assemblies of God church and then we just, I guess, never looked back, I guess you could say. Um, And so I've kind of been in AG and not denominational since then. my dad was a youth pastor growing up. And so I saw all the ins and outs of the church. And so I saw the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, and then when I was about 17, 16 or 17, um, he became lead pastor. And so he needed a worship leader. And so I knew how to play guitar. So that automatically made me the worship leader. Um, if you're a pastor's kid, I think you're automatically uh, voluntold to do whatever, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And so, um, I was a worship leader at the church and, um, again, saw the, the good, the bad, and the ugly, mostly the good. And, but I, I knew that I just didn't want to do that, you know, as, as a career, as a, a calling or anything like that. And so went to school at Oklahoma state, got an uh, electrical engineering degree okay. and, uh, kind of went the other way from, from ministry. But the whole time that I was in school, uh, I knew that there was a calling just on my life and I knew that I was supposed to be involved in church and just kind of fought that kind of Joan and the whale type moment and, um, got a really great job doing electrical engineering stuff, was making really good money and was just absolutely miserable. And, um, so I finally gave in after a few years of that and, uh, went back to school, went to uh, ministry school and became a worship leader did that full-time for a great church for about 10 years. And then um, God kind of started stirring my heart. And here I am. I've been at Woodlake now for a little over a year, a communications pastor, doing all of the fun media stuff. That's awesome, man. I mean, that's that's quite the story. And uh, so you mentioned being a pastor's kid. You you were a pastor's kid who could play a guitar, yeah. you know, so you get kind of thrust into ministry, but, um, you know, some of your role here as communications director is, you know, there, there are different parts of the creative sphere, you know, that you're using. So the, the, when did things, or when did you kind of just find this natural bent to want to do creative things? Um, well, growing up, I was into music big time. Yeah. Um, church music, not church music. Um, my grandfather loved Frank Sinatra. Yeah. And so even to this day, like that's one of my favorite genres of, of music, you know, anything from the twenties to the forties, that's yeah, like kind of my forte. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, 
I grew up loving music altogether. And then, um, I have this personality that just has to figure things out. And so I wanted to figure out how they orchestrated music. And then that led me to, um, well, how did they record it? And then, you know, I just went further into the, the black hole of, of things. Yeah. Um, I've been a movie buff my entire life. I, I just love movies. I love the old stuff because they actually had to do the stunts, you know, before CGI and yeah, all of that. Yeah. And so again, I'm like, how did they do this? How did they, they do all these crazy stunts before, uh, special effects and things like that. And so, uh, you know, I translated it to the church world and it's like, well, this worship background that I'm, I'm putting, you know, it needs to tell a story with this song. And yeah. so, you know, back in the nineties, it was like, let's have fire background as we sing about, uh, Holy spirit fire or something like that. Yeah. And so, you know, early it was, it was just, I think it's kind of ingrained into me. And, uh, I, I don't know. I just, I've always felt that, that I was creative, not that it, other people aren't, mm-hmm. but that there was just something inside of me that I could see things in a different light than, than other people. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, so, so now here at Woodlake Church, uh, as the communications director, uh, what are, well, first of all, could you just kind of explain for, for your context, what that, what that looks like? Sure. Yeah. So communications pastor here at Woodlake, um, I do everything digital and everything print. Okay. So if you see it, if you hear it, if you taste it, if you smell it, I probably had a hand in it. Um, so everything from any printed material that we do. So like every week we do a some people call them bulletins. We call ours the Woodlake Weekly. Yeah. And so uh, we actually went back to that not too long ago, just a printed copy of things going on at the church to website, to any videos, to any, you know, announcement videos, testimony videos, to um, web design, to uh, we actually just killed the church app. Oh. So, um, so yeah, I do all of the... Uh, the digital, all of the print, just kind of everything all rolled into one. Okay. Well, that, yeah. I mean, that's, a, that is a big job in today's modern, yeah, for sure. <laughs> modern technology for sure. world. Uh, if I, if I can, so you, you said you killed the church app. Was that just a, because of the website with mobile friendly and yep. all that kind of stuff? Yeah. We switched to uh, Squarespace. That was actually one of the first things that, um, I got to do when I came in is the website just needed a big revamp. Yeah. And so I came in and actually I worked with somebody, um, that we were referred to and he actually built the site for us. That's not a strong suit of mine. And so I just kind of helped, um, helped him along. And then now I just maintain it and create new pages and, yeah, and things yeah. like that. So he kind of built the bones of it for us. And that allowed you to drop this, this other investment. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yep. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah. The church app people just weren't, um, using it to its fullest effect. Yeah. And it was just another thing on the plate for me. And it's like, do we, are we getting the best return for the investment that we're putting in? Yeah. 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 No, I think that's wise and, and, and something to look at because, you know, five, six years ago, mobile friendly didn't always mean mobile friendly. Right. Um, but, but see, people have just gotten used to opening up Safari yep. or Chrome or whatever yep. uh, on their phones. So, um, so, so as you've taken this role, um, you've been in it a little bit long, more than a year. And I know you were doing some of this stuff at your previous, right. mm-hmm. uh, previous church, even though you were doing worship. <laughs> yep. Um, but what are some things that you've learned in this year, uh, directly related to communications in the church? Um, I think one of the, the things that I've been able to pick up along the way, and that's maybe not just here, but just, uh, 
in this type of role is that you need to question everything and not from a uh, judgmental standpoint, but kind of why do we do what we're doing and is it effective and is it working? Um, Every process that is in place, whether it was in place before you got there, whether it's something that you're wanting to implement, like, is this going to reach the ultimate goal? And the ultimate goal is letting people know Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if this isn't working the way that I thought it was going to work, how do we get rid of it and implement something that is going to work? Um, and so, and then why, what, why are we doing this? You know, what's the heart behind it? What's the motivation behind it? Um, and so ultimately if that doesn't come back to people knowing Jesus, then, uh, you need to look at it differently. Yeah. And then, um, a big thing that has taken me a while to learn and I'm still kind of trying to, uh, learn it every step is that not everybody will understand what you do. Uh, and so I joke with people, we have a class called growth track. And so it's for new people at the church. They come learn about, um, who we are and what we do. And so we all get to go in there and do like a 30 second spiel of who you are and what you do. And so I always introduce myself, Hey, I'm Mike and I'm the communications pastor here at Woodlake. I know what you're thinking what is a communications pastor? And so, um, I usually tell everybody and then, you know, sometimes even after you tell everybody, I do all of X, Y, and Z, they're like, that keeps you busy. Yeah. Yeah. How's that a full-time job? Yeah. And so we thought pastor didn't work. Exactly. Yeah. You only work on Sundays, right? Yeah. And so it's funny because I was actually at the doctor yesterday and he asked me, you know, Hey, what are you doing nowadays? And I told him and he's like, so you, you focus all week on that paper that they hand out at the door. I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, you know, no, there's a lot more to it. And so not everybody will understand what you do and you've got to be okay with that. And that's, you know, it's taken me a while and that's not only my role role here at Woodlake, but ministry in general, like people just aren't going to understand what you do day to day and the amount of work that you're putting into things and, um, like they just don't, don't understand and don't get it. And you've got to be okay with that. Uh, you know, something else that that's taken me a while is that you can't keep up with stuff by yourself. Yeah. Um, one of my great mentors always told me that when you can't surround yourself with people that can. And so that's what I've tried to do. You know, what am I good at? What, what are my strong suits? What are the things that I'm passionate about? and then drive my focus towards those. And then those things like web design, Yeah, you know, Hey, who can I bring along to help me do this to, you know, build this out for me or, or, um, you know, who has a vision for this and a heart for this and can capture the heart behind it. And so that's one of the things I've kind of tried to stand on for a while is that when you can't, you have to surround your yourself with people that can. Yeah. No, that, that's so good. And and I know people who've listened to this podcast, they probably get tired of me talking about it, but like learning the value of collaboration yep. and the value of uh, bringing people along. Um, I think in the creative field, we can never overestimate its worth. Yeah. Like, for sure. I mean, it's, we always underestimate it yeah. in, in my opinion. So I think that's great. Um, uh, was there anything else? Were there any, I mean, I've got tons of ideas. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Let me just spew a few more at you. So it's here at Woodlake, uh, our best ideas usually don't come out first. And so uh, we take the team approach to a lot of things. And it's like we sit down and talk about a sermon series and, well, what should this series look like and what kind of feel? And usually the first things out of our mouth are so dumb 
and we all laugh at them and all that, but we've got to get through those dumb ones and those bad ones in order to get to the good stuff. So, um, a friend of mine always says, no idea is a bad idea. It's just the wrong time. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I think there are bad ideas, but, um, just because you think of it first and you think you've got a great idea, we'll sleep on it and come back to it the next day. And, and you may laugh at it and you may, um, you may revise it and you may tweak it, but usually those first things, um, are pretty silly. Yeah. And so don't hold on to those. Uh, something I did write down in my, my journal a long time ago, which I think I saw it posted on social media somewhere. It's the six stages of any project. Have you ever seen that? I don't know. Tell us. So step one, this is going to be awesome. Step two, this is okay. Step three, this is awful. Step four, I am awful. Step five, there's potential. Step six, that was awesome. Yeah. And so in everything that I do, I always say, well, what step am I on? Like sometimes step one, this is going to be awesome. That lasts for a long time. And then you get to step two and you're like, this is okay. For me, step three is usually the longest. Cause when you're in the drudge of it, when you're in the middle of it, you're yeah. like, this is the worst thing. This is awful. Like whose idea was this? Oh, it was mine. Why did I think of this? Yeah. And then there's that, like that one moment of inspiration and you finally get from the, I'm awful, I'm the worst person ever, this is the dumbest idea, and you finally get to, well, you know what? There's potential in this. And you see that little like glimmer of hope, and then you just start building and digging your way out, and then you're finally like, dude, that was awesome. Like after the event or after the, the thing that you were planning or making or creating, you're just like, that was awesome. Like yeah. that was worth every minute, every second that I, I drudged through it or that I loved, you know, it was worth everything that I did. That's great. And that's a good, good list. Yeah. Um, I, I think we could all relate to those moments. Um, you know, especially the, I am awful. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. 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 I seem to stay there quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, let's take kind of a broader perspective, um, and talk about the church in general. Um, you know, you've, you've been at this a year, so you're obviously a well uh, seasoned professional, um, <laughs> and know all the answers, but sure. um, you know, in your opinion, what are some areas when it comes to communication outwardly, like, you know, to the world that the church might be either just overlooking or struggling with or anything like that? Yeah. So one of those is, like there are so many platforms and avenues. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people will come to you and say, Hey, I noticed that we're not on such and such platform. Is there a reason why? And so like for me right now, and nobody has said this, but for me, I know it's coming. Hey, why aren't we on TikTok? Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, well, you know, that's going to hit 2% of our church and, you know, our efforts are going to be dumped into another platform and another thing. And so something that, that I think we need to help people understand is that we can't be everywhere, um, especially in today's world. We try to put ourselves out there as much as we can on every avenue, uh, on every platform available. But man, we just can't be everywhere. And so the key is to do a few things and do them really good. Mm -hmm. um, and then again, let me go back to teamwork. Like we need teams. Uh, I think creatives get a bad rap because uh, a lot of people think that we just wear black and stand in the corner yeah. and want to be by ourselves. Um, but 
the church today, uh, let's build teams together. And so we need those people. I'm a pretty introverted person. I recognize that. Um, I love people. I love being around people, but man, I've got to get away and recharge. And so, you know, I don't want to be that creative that just wears black and stands in the corner, uh, and is all judgmental and sipping my hot tea or whatever, (laughs) you know, um, I want to be the guy that is known for a heart for Jesus and, um, above anything that I create, above anything that goes out from Woodlake or from me, I want to be known as the guy that loves Jesus. And maybe he can draw graphics or maybe he can create videos. That's cool. That's secondary. But first and foremost, um, let's be known for, for making Jesus famous. Yeah. Um, and so let's put teams together to help us. Like I said, I, I've got to surround myself with people that are better than I am. Um, I want to be the worst guy on the team. Um, not that I want to be bad, but I want to surround myself with people that are just awesome and better, um, that lift me up whenever I fall and that I can lift up whenever they fall. That's great. And I, and I would agree. Like, I think that's overlooked. Um, you know, sometimes it may be overlooked because of a church budget or, you know, there's this misconception of, well, we can't have a team because we can't afford it. Right. Where, you know, I mean, churches are built fortunately on volunteers Mm -hmm. and people who they, they, they're willing to serve without needing anything. Yeah. A lot of people, you know, it, it's amazing if you just take a leap of faith and ask them, um, even if they don't know how a lot of people will take the initiative. It's amazing. Um, the initiative that people will take if they know that they're wanted. Yeah. And so, you know, I know a lot of people probably think that uh, churches nowadays go and buy the team member that they want, but that shouldn't be the case. We should raise that team member up from our church. Yeah. And so, you know, if you want somebody on your team to do, I don't know, social media, well, maybe there's not that person that is just a glaring uh, talent that does social media. But what about that? 17 year old guy that's always on Instagram or whatever, you know, how about taking him along and bringing him under your wing and letting him, you know, create some posters, something for the church, like helping build him into, uh, that vital team member that you can't do without. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. And, uh, uh, I love that. I think that's a super practical example, Yeah, you know, also, um, well, uh, kind of going back to your day job and the things you do every day, um, uh, other than TikTok and trying to figure it out, what are <laughs> yep. what are the the tools or the softwares, the apps that you find yourself working with every day? Um, well, if I didn't say Adobe, I think I would be struck by lightning. <laughs> um, and so Adobe Suite, uh, of course, I, I use Final Cut to edit all the videos that we do. Uh, Squarespace has been a, a huge lifesaver uh, as far as web design for me. Uh, we were doing WordPress stuff and that was just killer and eating all my time and a huge learning curve. Like I said, uh, you know, web design's not my forte, but uh, Squarespace, when we switched to that, it's just been phenomenal. Uh, we use Basecamp here at church. So for all the media requests and things, um, let me just kind of run you through that, uh, the media request process. Yeah. And so that's one of the things that we've been trying to critique here Um, And I'll actually give you the link. It's just media.woodlake.church. So if you go to that, I created uh, a form on our site uh, that's a media request. And so uh, team members, our staff can go there and request. And I put a ton of things in there that that we can create, that we can deliver. Uh, They go in and ask for those. And then 
uh, our office admin takes that request and puts it in Basecamp for me. And so Basecamp lets me uh, keep all of the to-dos, all of the list, all of the files, everything together. I know there's others like, uh, is it Trello? Yeah, Trello's and one. And Asana, yeah. things like that. Um, Basecamp was in place when I came, and so I, I kind of learned it and uh, can't do without it. Yeah. So. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, any others? Um, I use Canva a lot yeah. for social media, and I just found out that they have a nonprofit status. And so you can get the Canva, I don't remember what they call it, unlimited or whatever like the pay it is. Mm-hmm. If you prove that you're nonprofit, they'll give it to you for free. Really? Yeah. Okay. And so that's been a huge help on social media stuff. Uh, lots of templates and things that you can use. You can do it all right there from your phone or from your iPad. Um, that's a good tool to give to like a youth kid mm-hmm. to let them either run a youth account or a church account, something like that. And so uh, it helps to give them some templates and things to work off. Yeah. Of. And that's a Kind of going back to that idea of being able to build a team yep. from within, that's a great tool yeah. to, to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, you mentioned the creative cloud, like Adobe Spark mm-hmm. is another kind of version of Canva. Right. You know, but it's, if you've got a creative cloud subscription, it's, you know, there's no watermark, nothing yep. like that. So it's just a great way to bring people along who may not be fluent in Photoshop or Illustrator, yeah, for sure. things like that. For sure. Um, what about like... Um, so you, you know, Basecamp organizes your, your life and yep. these apps you use, are there, what, are there anything that like you use like for your own organization, you know, an Evernote or, a, you know, what are the things you, you use? Yeah. Evernote is a big one. That's actually what I'm reading notes off of right now. Okay. Um, and so my life kind of, my personal life kind of lives in Evernote. Um, and so the more that I use it, um, the more my church life is kind of living off of Evernote. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've got it all divided. I'm, I'm actually a neat freak down deep inside. And so it kind of freaks people out a little bit, um, how clean and organized I like things, but like when it comes to file naming and stuff like that, I'm, I'm such a stickler, um, you know, putting the right dates or months or whatever in there. And so, um, Evernote really helps me to keep things organized. Um, and now it, it integrates, you know, with reminders and things like that. And so it's just, pretty amazing what something as simple as Evernote can do for your everyday life. Yeah. Like it totally rocked my world whenever I first started changing it. And so now, now my whole life is stored in Evernote. Yeah. That's awesome. So not, not a paid, not a paid, no, unfortunately they're not a paid sponsor. They keep asking me to uh, go ahead and sign up for 40% off though. Oh yeah. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) Um, well just a couple more questions and it's kind of related to what tools do you use? Um, do you have any book or resource recommendations for someone who's trying to uh, work on this this idea of church communication? Yeah. So the the world of church communication, I haven't found a whole lot uh, that focuses in on the church side of things. As far as like marketing and things like that in the business world, there's you know millions of resources. One book that I have read that has um, kind of changed my view of the church marketing and communication is called rethink communication. It's by Phil, I think it's Bowdle. Um, and so in that book, he kind of talks about, um, communication as a whole. He, he explains it in a playbook. And so, uh, he's got everything listed out as far as like a, a playbook style and uh, week to week, month to month, year to year, you know, kind of the big picture and then breaking things down from there. Um, another book that I've read that's just super awesome. I've read it 
a few times over now is uh, Less Chaos, Less Noise by Kim uh, Mayer or Meyer. And so I love that. The biggest takeaway that I got from that is the Starbucks reference. And so uh, like here at Woodlake, whenever we advertise things, they kind of fit in uh, three categories. So the, the first one is the large. So the large cups at Starbucks and I'm the worst uh, Starbucks connoisseur. Is it Venti or Grande? What's the big one? Uh, Venti. Venti. Okay. Yeah. So Venti. So uh, let's say an event hits 80% of your people. That's going to fall into the Venti category. And so that's going to be pushed out like through every avenue that the church has. Mm-hmm. So on social, in service, on handouts, on any videos, um, every avenue that you have, uh, push that event out to 80% of the people. And then it goes down to the medium size, which I think is grande. Yeah. And so, uh, on Grande, uh, it hits 50% of the people. And so something like a men's event or a yeah. women's, well, maybe not women's, but like a men's event, um, hits about 50% of the church. And so that would, um, kind of be scaled back a little bit from that, uh, the big event. And so at 50%, uh, we're, we're trying to decide, do we announce this in one place? Do we announce it in another? Is it strictly social? Does it need to be in service as well? And then you scale it back and look at the small size, which I don't know what the small size is. Tall. Tall. Thank you. Because, you know, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Okay. So the tall, you know, you're hitting about 25 or 30% of your people. So that would be stuff like, um, and the thing that's on my mind is preschool parent meeting, mm-hmm. you know, maybe 20% of the people. So that doesn't need maybe an in-service announcement, taking up stage time. You know, we don't need to spend five or 10 minutes talking about a preschool parent meeting announcement. Yeah. So we can just, you know, put that in the handout or we can just put that on social or maybe the kids leaders can just push that to all their leaders. Um, and so she talks about that in that book, less chaos, less noise. Uh, the other book, and it's been a while since I've read it, but it's Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. Um, that's just one of my all-time favorite. It's a little more business-focused uh, than Church World, but there's a lot of good takeaways out of that book. Awesome. Those are some great, great recommendations um, for sure. Uh, I'm going to have to look up the Rethink Communication. That sounds yeah, it's really good. Sounds super interesting. Yeah, it's cool because um, Phil is actually pretty active on social media, and so if you message him, he'll like message you right really? back. Yeah, he's cool. It's super cool. That is cool. Well, uh, Mike, we've we've loved having you on the show, and we just kind of have one more question. We ask this to to all of our guests, and that is, uh, do you have any words of encouragement for fellow creatives out there? Yeah. So I just want to let you know that you are called by God, but it's your job to be equipped. The day that you stop learning, it's probably the day that your ministry is going to die. And so don't, but don't ever doubt your calling and don't let people tell you otherwise, but you need to listen to God's voice and just let all the other stuff fade away because there will be others that try and talk, um, talk to you, but you just need to listen to God and just let all the other things fade away. And then the other thing is like, just don't burn bridges. We're so bad as creatives, like we get emotional a lot and that's cool and awesome for the work that we create because it's emotional work, but we can't burn bridges. Like the biggest tool that we have, the biggest thing that the church has is people. People are valuable. So use people to their fullest potential, but don't abuse them. And then utilize every resource that's available to you. I've always prayed that God would just let me be a bridge 
Like, let me be a bridge between that person and you. And then as I was praying that one day, God told me, well, a bridge isn't useful unless it's walked on. And so I've kind of kept that close to my heart. It's like my prayer is to be a bridge, but at the same time, I've got to be okay with being walked on. And so, um, you know, that's kind of my prayer. You know, God, don't let me burn bridges, but let me be a bridge that, that people can walk on to get to you. I want to thank Mike again for taking the time to join us and uh, go check him out on the uh, social media sphere and go see what Woodlake Church is doing. Uh, They're doing a great job with their communications and their website and things like that. Well, Kyler, uh, before we go, we've got kind of just one last pitch. Today is Monday, February 10th, and this Saturday we have a big event coming up. Yep, February 15th is the design workshop. We have Josh Ladder, Greg Venderholm, Dustin Coble, and we've actually added another instructor, Mike Watson. He'll be teaching a Photoshop breakdown. It'll be awesome. Lunch is included. Um, it'll be a great time of connecting and learning, and come on. Yeah. Register. Register $50. We do have seats available. It's a bargain. And uh, it is a bargain for what you're going to get. And so you can still register this week for $50. Go to createinitiative.org slash workshops. Just go to createinitiative.org. Just hit us up on Instagram. Instagram, please. Yeah. <laughs> please, I'm begging you. <laughs> yeah, hit us up on Instagram. Uh, but we would love to have you there. And this is um, going to be geared to people who have a little bit of design knowledge, but you don't have to have a degree in design to, to know what's going on. We're, we're trying to keep it to some of the basics and uh, just trying to understand what makes good design and then uh, show you kind of what some of these tools do in Photoshop and Illustrator. So it'll be uh, a lot of fun. You can get a ticket for $50 or as we've mentioned, you can get a season pass for $175 mm-hmm. and this will get you into all four of our different workshops throughout the year. Awesome. 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 So we hope to see you there. Kyler? Yes. Man, we've got two Two in the bag without Kyle. How about that? Two in the bag, Kyle. Sorry about you. <laughs> well, we do hope Kyle is able to join us here in the next couple of weeks. Ever so steadily, we are approaching our 100th episode. What is this, 90? This is number 98. Oh, man. And so wow. uh, hopefully if we can get Kyle back in the studio, 100. we're going to have some big announcements come yeah. uh, 100. So stay tuned for that. Uh, if you know anyone who's just looking for uh, a podcast, listen to a bunch of morons talking and then yeah. interview and some really cool people Uh, just tell them about the Create Initial Podcast we'd love for them to join us and uh, yeah 98 98. it's in the can two more wow two more to 100 well for Kyler Clapp and for Kyle Lee who's taking care of his young child I'm Jason Evans and we will see you this week at the Design Workshop I had to edit that out. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. See ya. Bye. What do I say? See ya. <laughs> All right. Bye. <laughs> I had to stop recording. All right. Uh, Audi 500.